Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The biggest pro football overlays in Vegas are back with $12 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circa Sports. With two ways to win and no rate. Circa Million with quarterly payouts and 100% payback. And Circa Survivor. Select one team each week with no point spread. Take in the big money with $12 million in guaranteed prizes. Enter in Vegas. Play from anywhere. Visit CircaSports.com for details. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. I'm joined as always by Armani Buckets, Brandon Deutsch and Jake Dicker. We are without... Ara- the elusive Arash Markazi. Um, he is in beautiful Tennessee. But um, how are you guys doing other than missing Arash, as per usual? I am not doing so well because I know we talk about this a lot, but I don't know what to do at like nighttime right now. I know baseball. I know we talk about this. But what, is there a good TV show or movie that you guys recommend? Because I am so you, wait, bored. Wait, wait, wait. Are you big into like the Marvel Universe at all? Not really. Okay. Have you seen any of like the really good Marvel shows that Netflix made with the rights like Daredevil or The Punisher? No, but I, I know of both. You got to watch both of those. I, li- I like go on Disney Plus and watch, like catch up on The Mandalorian and like stuff like that if you're really into like That's Star Wars and stuff like that. super family stuff. Like I feel like Armand needs oh, like no. gritty acting. <laughs> or or, or uh, The Boys. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, the boys. You've never seen the boys, dude? Not yet. The no. heck are you doing, stream that, bro? Stream that. That one's, it's gritty, but like, it's That's the it's best good. show on television because it, pr- it pushes the boundaries of everything. All yeah. Right, no, so. that one's really good. Do you have any recs, Jake? Are you like, no, no I'm, I'm not into really. baseball, so screw you. No, but I mean, I, have, I don't know. I haven't had much to do with my nights either, so I decided to go to the gym last night, and okay. I squatted for the first time in a very long Respect. time. And I am, What'd you hit? It doesn't matter. But I, can't, I, I can't feel my legs today. Wait, Respect. does your does your gym? Uh, how late is your gym open till? Because mine is not. I have family in one of the high rises on Wilshire, so there's a gym oh, in nice. their building that's open 24 hours that I've been using. I'm so jealous about um, that. Respect. So yeah, no, dude. I'm going. telling I went, you, I went last night at like 8:30. Legs are the oh, most okay. important. You got to work legs. That's all I work pretty much now. Yeah, yep. I don't even work upper body really. I mean, you know me. I'm into yoga, and I just go do cardio. <laughs> I'm like, and I sauna. The sauna is my church. I'm not going to lie on that one. So everybody go in the sauna. It's really good for you. Um, well, okay. Let's get to the headlines, guys. Brought to you by Circus Sports, Circus Millions, and Circus Survivor. Pro football contests are back with $12 million in guaranteed prizes. Visit CircusSports.com for details. Let's do this. made the news for his contract addendum that requires him to have four hours a week of independent study aka film watching sessions on his own without the team and he cannot go on his phone or be distracted during that time his contract can be voided if he does not fulfill the requirements what do you guys think about this and what does it say about kyler murray's commitment i i think this is very concerning about kyler murray's uh, commitment I i know ryan clark on get up this morning was discussing that you know he and other committed athletes four hours a week they would do four hours a day of their own film studies because they're committed in season you gotta want it 
And Kyler Murray has shown in the past that he does not want to win. I mean, it's just indicative of his actions throughout the season, you know, in him complaining about wanting more money, stuff like that. I'm not saying he's a bad guy. I mean, go get your bag. I'm all for it. At the same time, when someone pays you to be the cornerstone of your franchise, you're really letting all of your teammates down by not going the extra mile. He's been able to get by because he's one of the most, he's one of the, honestly, one of the greatest athletes in the world. If you're talking about what he did, you know, on the baseball field and then what he drafted eighth or ninth overall by the athletics maybe maybe even seventh i can't remember exactly but then also being one of the best quarterbacks in the nfl um it's it's he could get by with his physical gifts right he doesn't have to watch film to really show off his his arm and his legs and stuff but going that extra mile will help this cardinals team get to the playoffs and will help them succeed and i just don't know if he really wants that i know he's on twitch all the time and i'm all for people having their own personal brands but you can't like the other guys on your team are trying to put food on the table for their family you got to be there for them and you got to be the leader of this team especially since you're getting paid like one now this is interesting though i have a quick question for you guys because this is your generation that's like i didn't grow up with this in my hand i didn't grow up with a cell phone an ipad like my parents didn't put an ipad in front of me and say like here this is your nanny like i went and i'm sure you guys did too because you guys are a totally different breed but um did like going outside and your parents just being like look go play ball here's a ball go and play and like going and doing that stuff you guys grew up with this so what i'm wondering is how often do you spend on on the phone how often do you spend on your ipad um and is this really i don't know like should should he even have this on on there it's kind of sad that it is on there that this mandate is on there for four hours of weekly film study that he has to do yeah i feel like this this independent study thing is something that like a franchise like jokingly threatens a player with but like never would actually put in their contract like hey if you don't study we're gonna force you to sit down and like lock your phone like well it just shows you how bad it is no but my point is it's like that's so so absurd (laughs) they had to actually go ahead and put it into his contract where the point if he doesn't do it i don't know if there's like a two strikes three strikes you're out type thing with this but how many offenses he can have with this but if he i mean he voids 230 million dollars um, he I mean, it's, it's yeah. written in his contract he has no choice let me ask you this but, armand yeah. do, do you think that this was leaked by the cardinals to put extra pressure on murray for sure that's that's a really good point i i don't know but my my thing was gonna be if this has happened before and we just didn't hear about it publicly i don't know if you know this is a thing that other teams have maybe put in contracts that have not, you know, been released to the public, but it yeah. would be, I guess, a smart way to make sure that he has additional pressure by leaking it to the public like that. It's embarrassing, though. I mean, to, yeah. to be, you know, have your hand held as an adult and say, you know, you have to do the mandatory four hours. It made me think of something about um, Rondo when the stories about his film study like on even when he was you know on the lakers and they won hours a day and he's just like crazy and that's why he's had a great career it reminds me of the whole jamarcus russell thing yeah i'm talking about yes yes handed him tape and they're like go watch this and come back the next day (laughs) well and that's about it and he told them all this stuff and that's that's another that's another point ryan clark made on espn on get up this morning he was like i mean this is like a jamarcus russell situation times 10 like the new era of this right like It's embarrassing. I wouldn't say for the Cardinals. I think they, they it was a smart leak by them because then it puts extra pressure on Kyler well, to it makes, it take it to him, the next level. Yeah, it, it makes him um, uh, accountable. Well, accountable exactly. It's accountable. Yeah. Accountability. And I'm all for uh, the new era of athletes doing, going out gaming and doing that and promoting their brand elsewhere. 
but that's like the extra time you have. You really in season, you should be. I don't. I don't think any athlete should be on Twitch during the season. In my opinion, that's like that's your job. Like I mentioned, there's guys on your team that aren't that are making maybe 500, 600 grand, have to give half the taxes and have to put food on the on their family's plate, right? So what exactly is he doing on Twitch? I'm sorry to. You know, well, not like, like, like do they he's, stream video games or like. I mean, I think he's a part of Phase. No. I have no idea. Uh, I mean, I, I'm not too big into Twitch, but I just know he's he's a gamer and he's pretty good and he kind of has his own brand on Twitch okay. and he has his own marketing deals. Couldn't he just pay somebody to do this for him? No, because the whole mil, point, you know, it's like a consumer. Like it's a, well, for the Twitch? Yeah, I mean, just any it's of his a, social it's a consumer, media or any of his... It's like, it's like on TikTok, like what Armand and I do, it. they love when we talk about stuff, right? They, it's the person they get attached to and like what they do, right? So if Kyler, Kyler they love the, the intimacy between him playing and them watching live streaming, right? Because okay. he's Kyler Murray and he's an athlete. No, that's cool. It's like the consumer Like I'm playing product. against him or something like that. Like, or you're or just watching, watching him play, him. you know? Mm-hmm. Like that's part of the, like Twitch doesn't even have just simply gaming anymore. You can just go on and do it. I mean, it's a new generation. I'm all for it. I'm just saying like in the season, this is this is embarrassing for Kyler Murray. And now I think he'll have a good season because he'll be held accountable. I mean, from just a business organizational standpoint it just it's weird to me that they i mean this screams we don't trust kyler murray and they're going to commit 230 million dollars to him um but i mean if he's performing how he's performing and he's not sitting there watching film and doesn't really know what he's looking for and defensive schemes i mean it's kind of scary for the rest of the league if he's able to actually lock in and and use this to his his advantage even though i mean it seems yeah because he's got this whole lazy stereotype well, but, him now but, i mean but he is i mean yeah yeah like, i mean but think about it like this like he can still be he'll be he, he can get by with his talent but now since he'll lock in a little more kind of forces him to do that i mean this is a guy who is arguably the mvp of the yeah, nfl that's my point. The first no, that's my games, point. but if right? he wants longevity in this league he can't rely on this Right, like if he wants to be in in the NFL for longer than you know he's doing right now, he can't rely on this. Like he can, he's gonna get hurt. He's gonna like something's gonna happen where he's gonna get blindsided one day. He's like something's gonna happen where he's gonna get his career will be shot or it's going to deter because you cannot simply rely on your athleticism. You just you just can't. Oh well, yeah, but he has a good arm though. So, so I mean, he's not even if he like loses his speed by like ten more years, it's like I mean, yeah, he's going to be athletic for eight to ten more years with his legs. <laughs> Again, athleticism can only get you so far. Work harder, not smart. Or work I agree, smarter, and that's why harder. Tom Brady is like people say Absolutely. Tom Brady's not even a good athlete. He's no, just he's, very, not. <laughs> he's one of the smartest people, probably the smartest person to ever play football. I mean, the man's it, especially in his at the 40s. quarterback position. Yeah, the man's in his forties and he's still in the league. Yeah, you know, this the, kid's in his twenty. The kid's only the only 20s. man who wants to play uh, get tackled for a living instead of live with a supermodel is <laughs> all uh, the time. All right, Steph Curry. Um, so uh, let's let's move on to uh, Brian Windhorst, uh, who reported yesterday that he didn't think that the Nets were in any active talks for a Kevin Durant deal, despite Shams and Woj uh, reporting that the Celtics were engaged with the Nets on a deal. Could this have been a leak from uh, from the Nets side of things? And do you guys think at some point the Nets will budge on Kevin Durant trade? I do not think they will budge on a Kevin Durant trade. I know Woj is reporting that, you know, they want to do it on their terms. And Brian Winhorst, it's just interesting to me that Shams, they leaked this information to Shams, right? I mean, I'm assuming that's what happened. Um, saying that the Celtics were engaged and offered this trade package. 
If that's true, I know I mentioned yesterday, I don't know why the Celtics would have offered that trade package of Jalen Brown, Derek White, and two firsts for KD. I wouldn't have done that, especially when you see Jalen Brown working out underwater. I mean, he's putting in that work and he's getting better and he outperformed Tatum like four times in the finals, right? So like, this is a guy that's a cornerstone of your team. You don't want to ruin the team chemistry. And for the Nets side of things, that's the best offer they're going to get. That's the best offer they're going to get by far, by far. Jalen Brown, Derek White, and two firsts for Kevin Durant. That's, that's the best offer they're going to get. It's not even close. I um, I don't, I, I think that it was leaked by the Nets, um, but I don't know. I think that things are going to heat up in September. I really do. And I think that eventually there's going to be a crossroads where the Nets either do this or don't do it. And I think that they will do it at the end of the day. I know we've gone back and forth about this. I, I actually spent a lot of time last night going over now, I only got through the Eastern Conference, but I do think that there are some trades that teams can offer. Like the Raptors have all of their picks. They can throw yep. Siakam in there. And OG and Trent and are o- both yeah. one. You know? there's, there's a lot of like potential deals. And I heard this uh, from Zach Lowe, but he was saying how there's been teams are kind of like waiting and watching and seeing like, okay, well... Now it's only Jalen Brown, Derek White, and a pick. And I know I just said only, but, you know, it's it's less than the five or six that they were talking about or whatever after the Rudy Gobert trade. It sounds like the market is starting to somewhat at least correct itself to the point where it might not be like the godfather trade package that you ha- that it looked like you had to put together. Yeah. And that might mean that it's realistic that he gets moved. I think that by the time that September rolls around there's going to be like a lot of okay, fine. We'll we'll do we'll do three picks in a star, but we'll see. Yeah, I think I definitely think this could have been a leak from the net side in an attempt to get other teams to up their offer. But I mean, this has just become a standoff between Brooklyn and the rest of the league, right? Someone's going to have to budge first, whether that's Brooklyn deciding that they they're willing to move off of that three star five pick haul that they wanted. Yeah. That they're not going to get. Um, or it's another team willing to add another first round pick or add another solid rotational player into the uh, into the package. I, I don't know if this happened or not because if I'm Brooklyn, I don't see any reason why I need to sacrifice if I can walk into next year with KD and Kyrie on the floor if they say that they will, that they're going to play. And there's no reason. I mean, I think that they're both on the roster. They'll both play on opening night. I feel like there's no reason for them to, to sacrifice here, if that makes sense. Like, I, I just don't. It's Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Like, you're going you're gonna to win games. It's you figure it out from there. Yeah, but if you if some people don't want to be there, you know, don't, don't you want to just get rid of them? Like, I, I wouldn't want to keep somebody that doesn't really I, necessarily want to be there. I don't know if you if you trade a Kevin Durant, a generational talent for significantly less than his value to please him. Does that make sense? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I think that you know he's on Brooklyn to start. I think a, he's this, a contract. I think this might be a whole ploy to just get Kyrie off the team. I think Kevin Durant would go back to Brooklyn without Kyrie, not with him. Everyone's like, oh, KD might go back to Brooklyn if Kyrie wants to go back. Well, wasn't it on Instagram that Kyrie was like, I'm staying here regardless. That's what he's saying. Yeah. But that, that's, Come on. No, no, he no, changes absolutely. his mind every ten minutes. Absolutely. I'm not. De- I'm not denying that whatsoever. He's very. Up Throw and some down. sage in there. You know? <laughs> Kyrie stood at center court in TD Garden with a microphone. And said, "I will be back next year." Yeah. yeah. He and said that he with Brooklyn, and, and then, then he and then he's like, "I want to be a Laker." Then I want to be a Ned. It's just like, oh my gosh. 
I, you know, that's something that's going to be interesting too. The Lakers have a ton of work to, to still do with their roster, and they're waiting on this Kyrie Irving deal, right? The Lakers I are in terrible shape. They're, they're in terrible shape. They're not even a top eight team in the West right now. Not I even was close. Not, I was not, are you kidding? You said, "Oh, like it's a no." Like, I, I come on. Think of L.A. Clippers, Denver that? Nuggets, Phoenix Suns, Golden State Warriors, Memphis Grizzlies, Dallas Mavericks, New Orleans Pelicans, and Minnesota Timberwolves. All better than that. Point. I was I was watching <laughs> some, some ESPN show was on in the background yesterday. Mark and, and some woman said that the Lakers are a top four team in the West, and I literally Who started laughing woman? out loud. I don't know. Mark, <gasps> Mark Jackson said on ESPN yesterday that he thinks they're a title contender. No chance. I mean, With who? Lonnie Walker shooting 80% from three? Maybe, he, if he, he was, could do that. He was saying uh, Darvin Ham's defensive emphasis and health. And I was like, oh, well, I mean. Well, if Davis is healthy, yeah, they have a shot. But, like, come on, dude. They, just... they have a shot at the playoffs. I don't think they have a shot at a title. Let's if Westbrook Davis... is literally, if they send Westbrook home and they have Anthony Davis and LeBron healthy, they have a shot at a title. But Let's if Westbrook's Davis, on the team, yeah. they do not. <laughs> if he plays 80 games, how many how many wins do they have? 50. Whoa. <laughs> I'm just baffled that you think Anthony Davis has a shot at playing 80 <laughs> games. <laughs> Let's, let's let's calm down. Let's hope he plays He's 60, play. okay? He'll yeah, play 60. Maybe 65 play is like games. great. He'll play 70 games. If he'll I mean, play I'll 70 even, games? I'll even take the under on that one. I mean, 70, 70 games, like games bro? He's a kid gloves player. Yeah. Like, he's... Hey, but think about it like this. Think about it like this. Since Kawhi, George, and Davis came to L.A., guess who's played the most games? Wow. Is it Anthony Davis. Wow. And who has the ring? I mean, good, good for them. You good can talk them. crap about doing? Davis and street right clothes. What are they doing right now? <laughs> no, the what are they doing at Clippers? <laughs> I don't know. They have zero titles. I don't know what they're doing. Like, what do you mean? They're, and their uniforms look like they bought them from like a sweatshop in downtown LA. It's the ugliest uniform in the league. Back and let you guys. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We will talk about uniforms okay, later. Well, we're, we're running low on time. We got to get to baseball. So um, next up, Tony Gonsolin gave up four runs in the fifth inning to the Washington. Nationals, including a two-run triple to Juan Soto in his first loss of the season. I still can't believe they lost this game. We knew Goslin wouldn't be able to replicate his first half of the season, but with Kershaw struggling in um, his last start, guys, and now Goslin struggling too, should the Dodgers be concerned? I don't think so. I mean, God, you, every, we've been talking about it on the show. Um, Gonsolin, no way he's going to replicate that first half, going to regress to the mean a little bit. Kershaw, you know, made a couple bad pitches. Darren Ruff hit a ball over the wall. Wouldn't be too concerned a day game on a Sunday. Those things tend to happen. Um, but the Dodgers rotation, as, as I've said, is deep. But I don't know if I love guys like Gonsolin and Tyler Anderson on the mound in October. But, I mean, you're going to get Walker Buehler back. You're going to get Dustin May back. Uh, hopefully, and we'll see what he can do in terms of. His, Let me ask you this: yeah. Do you bring up Bobby Miller for September? I don't think he can hurt you. I mean, I think you can bring him up in September and bring him out and you know use him in like the fifth, sixth inning out of the pen in low, low leverage situations and see what you got. And then you know if he if he has success. Well, but at Dustin the major May. So what does Dustin May fit into this equation? Is he going to be a starter? Because no, I'll, t- I'll be I'll so. be honest with you. I don't think the Dodgers beat the Braves in a seven game series right now. I think the Braves have a better lineup and a better pitching staff. You think the Braves have a better lineup than the Dodgers. Yes, Acuna and Riley by themselves. Maybe Acuna Freeman. And Riley by themselves. Maybe Freeman, Freeman Trey Betts, Turner, yeah. and Betts. Yeah, but Betts is streaky. Betts will go forty Wilson, for forty Wilson, and then yeah. zero for seventy five. But just on Muncie and Bellinger being in the lineup, it weakens the whole thing. Like, like yes, I would take the Braves in a series. I don't think Max Muncy's going to be getting 
Okay, so think about it. Every okay, so let's give the Dodgers the edge over the Braves in lineup. Okay, Brett, Braves okay. have a deeper pitching staff and a deeper bullpen. So the Braves do not have a deeper bullpen than the Dodgers. You can, I'll give you, you can, we can have the conversation what? about the rotation. The Braves do not have a deeper bullpen than the Dodgers. There's no chance. There's as, a, as there's no chance that the, the Braves. T- give me names. Will Smith. Minter. Minter's a beast. Minter has had a min, no. Min, Jansen better than any min, closer min, the Dodgers have. Triple A. You were just saying Minter down. We're just talking about the bullpen. Well, just in the general, bullpen, right? bullpen in general. But yeah, Dodgers, Pickford gives up like eight runs every time he Dodgers comes into the game. Getting, the Dodgers are getting all their bullpen reinforcements back. I'm just not as high. I think the Dodgers are a great baseball team, but I think in a seven-game series, of the last 22 games. I know, but I just think in a seven-game series, I'm taking the defending champs. They didn't even have their best player, and they won it all last year. So, I mean. Yeah, sure. But I mean, the Dodgers bull- the Dodgers bullpen is not going to be. I'll give you this. Team. No one else is going to beat him in a series. It's got to so be the Braves. it's just Atlanta? Those are the only two teams that the, I can see coming the, out of the NL. the Mets? No one else can come out of No. No way. The Mets see, are going to met think, at some point, I think bro. the Mets would handle the Braves in the seven games. Really? Series. They're going to met at some point, dog. The Mets come gonna, on. The Mets going to met. It's true. Unfortunately. It every year. It's like the Angels. Yeah. I mean, it happens every year. I was probably. just going to ask you, is this, we only have a couple seconds left till the next segment, but like, is this only because you're an Angels fan and you're just like hating on the Dodgers? No, I don't hate the Dodgers. I just see the reality. Dodger fans are delusional half the time. They think that their team's going to win the World Series every year, and they never do. I, I mean, I think personally, as like a realistic Dodger fan, I think that like they have a good they, shot. Yes, like I mean, we've been we've been blessed with abundance of riches, but like at this current moment in time, the the bullpen is an issue, though, and it always has been. Um, well, let's leave it there for now. Um, when we come back, we'll be joined by our good friend, guys, Dave Smith. When we return to the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. The biggest pro football overlays in Vegas are back with $12 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circa Sports. With two ways to win and no rate. Circa Million with quarterly payouts and 100% payback. And Circa Survivor. Select one team each week with no point spread. Take in the big money with $12 million in guaranteed prizes. Enter in Vegas. Play from anywhere. Visit CircaSports.com for details. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Still clown when the underground when we come around. Welcome back, guys, to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Just as a reminder, if you have any questions or comments or just want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Los Angeles, Vegas, or Hawaii, call our hotline at 310-400-0340. That, again, that number is 310-400-0340. Um, also... Don't forget about our email address. I know, super, super old school. At least it's not snail mail. That is uh, arashmarkazishow at gmail.com. That is A-R-A-S-H-M-A-R-K-A-Z-I-S-H-O-W at gmail.com, all lowercase. And with that, guys, let's go to the Circa Sports Guest Hotline, Circa Millions and Circa Survivor uh, Pro Football Contest with $12 million in guaranteed prizes are back. Visit CircaSports.com for details. We are here with a wonderful friend of the show, mentor of Mr. Arash Markazi, and uh, loves his tomatoes, Mr. Dave Smith. Dave, how are you? 
I'm good. How is everybody doing today? Noah Rush, huh? Noah Rush, yeah, yeah. He is he is missed, but you know he's enjoying good old Tennessee <laughs> over there. So yeah, yeah. yeah I, trust me, I wish he was there. I I, I kind of wish I was with him right now, to be honest with you. So, uh, but we are we are all in studio and and looking forward to talking to you. Well, thank you. Looking forward to it. Let's yeah. get going. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, Dave, I wanted to know about what you think right now. Uh, Dodgers just uh, lost to the Nationals, not a great team. <laughs> Wondering what your thoughts are. Should we be concerned about the Dodgers? Should we be concerned about that bullpen? What um, What's going on with that and your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think the, the bullpen's a little bit of a concern when you're looking forward to the postseason here. But I think the Dodgers are still the best team in the National League, uh, although they were last year as well, and it didn't help them when they lost to the Atlanta Braves in the playoffs. But, yeah, I, I would think come the trade deadline, I think the Dodgers are going to have to get a little bit of pitching help, especially in the bullpen, because uh, – but it is it, the bullpen these days in 2022 is so important, but particularly in the postseason, and particularly when you have a guy like Clayton Kershaw who usually blows up and doesn't pitch well in the postseason. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, Dave, I wanted to ask about where your thoughts are on the Dodgers in a seven-game series against the Braves. You were just talking about this with uh, Jake uh, in the first segment. I personally think unbiasedly that the Braves would beat the Dodgers in a seven-game series because I don't love the way Kershaw and Gonsolin have been pitching lately. The staff has injury problems. Obviously, when Bueller comes back, they'll be better. The, the pen isn't, isn't fantastic, especially the closer part of it. And I think the Braves can go toe-to-toe to them in the lineup. So, I mean, I like the defending champs. They didn't even have their best player in the World Series last year, and they still won. So I think that's the only team that can beat the Dodgers but I think that it's very likely. What are your thoughts there? Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that one. Um, And again, I think it all boils down to Clayton Kershaw in the postseason throughout his career. His ERA has doubled over what it is in the regular season, and he's not good in the postseason. He's not good when the lights shine the brightest and when the pressure is on. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. I would go with Atlanta over the Dodgers again in the postseason here. Particularly a little bit of a weak bullpen for the Dodgers and the uh, perennial Kershaw blow-ups in the postseason. Yeah, I just kind of want to piggyback off of that. Um, outside of Clayton Kershaw's last start in his previous, what am I looking at, his last 10 starts before that, including a six-run outing in Colorado, he had a 1.96 ERA and and almost 60 innings. So I'm not incredibly concerned about Clayton Kershaw. Tony Gonsolin, you know, was overperforming and is, as we've said, is going to regress the mean a little bit. So that that definitely is a concern. But the Dodgers bullpen is a top top five, top six bullpen in terms of ERA this year, and that's not you know Blake Trinan has barely touched the mound. Bruce Dargraderall is yeah. on the IL. Daniel Hudson went down out for the year. Tommy Canley hasn't touched the mound. Victor Gonzalez on the IL. So the Dodgers are going to get these guys that they've relied very heavy on. Um, back more of their high leverage relievers. So, I, I mean, I think the Dodger bullpen, once we get to October, is going to look very different than it looks now. But I did want to ask you about the Angels, who I saw yeah. yesterday are now on pace for 95 losses, which would tie the franchise record for losses in a season. You know, just just two months ago, we were talking about this team being, you know, one of the best teams in the American League and a playoff contender. How did it go... How, how do we go from so high to so low with this team so fast? Well, number one, it's the curse of the sports god that I put on them uh, about, about 10 or 11 years ago. That's the big thing. But, you know, and, and seriously, the pitching's not very good, and uh, and the roster's constructed poorly, and they've spent uh, – the free agent signings have been a disaster. 
over the years for the Angels with Artie Moreno and company. By the way, how Artie Moreno hasn't fired everybody in that front office from the president on down is inexplicable. I mean, he must, I know a lot of them are business partners of him from the old uh, billboard days, but uh, how, how has everybody not been cleaned out of there with all the money they spent on free agents? But here's the one thing. I want to know if you guys agree with me about this. I said this the other day. Uh, I think it's time to trade Mike Trout and Shohei Otani if I'm the Angels. And I know there's been rumors about maybe moving Otani by the All-Star break, but you know, Mike Trout, as great as he is, he's going to be 31 in a week. The injuries are starting to pile up over the last two or three years. Now he's out again for an indefinite amount of time. He's hitting 270. And as great as he is, uh, he's still got eight years and $300 million left on his deal. I, I'm, he might not be the easiest guy to trade. Otani, you could never get more value for him than you could get right now. So they're horrible with the two of them. So you could probably save $500 million, which is what it's going to take to re-sign Otani in a year or so, and another 300 you could dump on Mike Trout. I think it's time to blow it up and to get as many young prospects and as many good young players as they can for these two. There's, there's no point in keeping them around with this organization. And Dave, I agree with you completely. Growing up an Angel fan my whole life, unfortunately, I do think it's time to rebuild. But there was an interesting report that if they do trade Otani, they want MBA, I mean, not MBA, MLB ready like guys, not prospects. Yeah. And for me, that's concerning. They want to keep their, quote, playoff hopes alive in the next couple of years. It's not well. Why for so for so high you could get players and prospects. I would yeah, think. Yeah, and uh, I would do that. I would want a haul of prospects plus a couple MLB yeah. guys that can come in. But is it concerning that they don't trust their player development department? Why wouldn't they want a haul of prospects like the Padres have with the you know, Robert Hassel, C.J. Abrams? Why would the, they trust their player development? I mean, I'm just saying, like they hired <laughs> the Perry, problem. they hired Perry Manashian just two years ago, and you know, from the Toronto Blue Jays, he was the head scout, scouting director. What's going on here? Do they need an overhaul? Do these guys need to all be canned, Dave? Yes. Well, that, see, that's the problem. Uh, we, we can talk about a haul of prospects all we want, but they'll probably get the wrong prospects and none of them will pan out with the incompetence of that front office. Like Joe Adele, like, right? Lies, like, yeah, yeah. How has Artie Moreno not fired, I, I mean, from Dennis Cool and John Carpino and all the general man, how have all of them not been canned with the performance of the Angels over the last seven or eight years? I mean, what more evidence would you need? That this this organization needs a complete over. And by the way, it's easy to blame those guys, but it starts at the top. With He's the guy who went out and uh, gave Albert Pujols $240 million yeah. when he could have signed him for half that. Uh, um, and he's the guy who went out and signed Josh Hamilton for $125 million and C.J. Wilson and Rendon. Vernon Wells. After. Vernon, Vernon Wells. Wells. Oh, my how gosh. How about trading for Justin Upton with his hundreds of millions? Uh, and, and Anthony Rendon. But a disaster. Yeah, yeah, I just mentioned Rendon. Yeah, a complete disaster. It's uh, And, you know, Artie Moreno's the guy. He went out, he signed Josh Hamilton and, and, and Albert Pujols on his own without consulting the general man. He goes off half-cocked and signs guys when he doesn't know what he's doing. And now, by the way, Dave, DePoto, who was the GM at the time, Jerry DePoto of the Angels, wasn't allowed to do anything. Artie pushed him to do that. And now he's thriving as the Seattle GM. Yep. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, Artie's a difficult guy to work for, and he doesn't know what he's doing, obviously, and he thinks he's a baseball man, which is the biggest problem. Yeah, I think I think in terms of an Otani trade, it, I don't think it happens if the Angels want to get the most back until this offseason, strictly just because if they're trading Otani, 
it's to a contender, right? And, the, and these contenders don't, if they want MLB-ready talent, they're not going to give up the guys that are contributing for them this year that could help them win a World Series. So I think if they want to get the most back, it's probably in the offseason. But the, I think the biggest issue yep. with, with the But Angels, why would he stay? Why would he stay well, in 24 I think at this point he's probably good as gone. So you've got There's to a get Sam, Sam Blum of The Athletic, who's probably the best, not probably, is the best Angels beat writer right now. He was saying there's a toxic positivity problem on the Angels. Like they still think they'll make the playoffs this year and next year. <laughs> and so even if it doesn't go their way this year, which it's not, they're obviously not going to make the playoffs this year. They'd be lucky to finish as not even a bottom five team in either league, right? Like they'd be lucky to be. Well, they're, they're 11 and a half games out, even though they're taking three wildcard teams this year. They're 11 and a half back, and they're six or seven teams ahead of them. Well, I think year, they're so kidding? they're so cocky about like how they think they're going to compete next year, and it's really unrealistic that they think they can yeah. retain Otani and already makes all of his money from the Angels off Otani in the in the Japanese brand deals. Oh, so sure, sure. that's another thing. Already, you know, he wants to make money too, and he's like, "Well, I you know maybe we can convince Otani to stay." He signed with us once, but again, do they have the money? You're paying Trout all this. You're paying Rendon. You're, they don't have the money to re-sign no. Otani. And how much is it going to take to re-sign? Yeah. Don't you think it's time to move on from Trout as well? Going on oh, 31 years course. old. He can't. They've got to move him. It's concerning. He hasn't played over what? Uh, he hasn't played a full season or at least even three 75% of a season in three <laughs> yep. years. Can't hit the high fastball anymore. Swing's not level like it used to be. Doesn't steal bases. Doesn't play defense like he used to be. He's just a home run walk double or strikeout guy and it's concerning like i don't know what they did with his swing but if you just throw trout a high fastball he can't hit it he just can't hit it he's going for the well, low fastball you can say the same with Otani too. He's got a big loop in his swing, exactly. which is why he didn't. Which is why he's hitting two fifty. Uh, uh, now he's going to hurt you if you make a mistake and leave a ball out there over the plate. But he's another guy you can get out if you pitch him right. He's so, a two fifty hitter, and he should be a lot better. So will Trout, and he's just not the same player. I know he goes yep, on these streaks, right. but two sixty eight, and then the slumps of zero for thirty at one point, and then like another zero for twenty. I mean, I know some of the best hitters in the league, like Mookie Betts, Trout, you know, Bucks, and all those guys are you know streaky hitters but austin riley but you know it's just it's concerning to me jake what are your thoughts here i mean trout trout's hitting 270 24 home runs his his on-base percentage is down but his slugging percent he's still slugging 600 which is above his career averages uh, ops is just below um his career uh, average of a thousand which is insane so i mean trout's still i think a top 10 player in the league yeah. as well, of now of course, i think i think of course but. no but I, I i i don't like the drought slander I, it's, i'm not a fan of it but i do think in terms of the angels th- their farm system sucks like it's not like they can replenish the major league talent with the farm system which is what most bad teams are trying to do the angels farm system is bottom five in baseball there is no talent anywhere bottom in the five that's 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 nice that's generous they're the worst by far they don't even have a player close to the top 100 prospect. They don't have prospects. a top 100 prospect, now. So if they were to trade Trout and Otani, or one or the other, how, how much better could the farm system realistically get? If you trade Trout and Otani, you can, pro- you can land, what, four or five top prospects? So does that make you top 15? But they won't pan out. That's the problem. They won't yeah, pan out. Yeah. On paper, theoretically... You could build a championship team with the prospects you can get for these two, but you just made a good point. Uh, they'll, they'll probably screw up with the prospects they get with this front I office mean, they have. Joe Adele was the best prospect in baseball. He can't stay in the MLB. 
He can't. And it's it's it's, it's crazy to see. It's harder to stay there than it is to get there. Well, and you do you watch every Angel game? Like you, no, God no. Okay, <laughs> why, then, why would I put my? Well, I do. That? I I go through that, and then you can see that Trout's swing has gotten substantially worse. When he's on, he's the best player in baseball. There's no doubt about it. So it's not Mike Trout slander. But when you throw him high fastballs, his strikeout rate's high. It has been the past couple of years. He can't hit the way he used to. He could hit at all. His, body, his body's breaking down. Exactly. Well, when now, he was athletic and young. He's owed eight years and three hundred million. Uh, uh, now, who would be a taker for him? I, I guess maybe the Dodgers, Yankees, Red Sox, uh, maybe the Phillies. You know, since that's where he's from, and he's a lifelong Phillies fan. But he wouldn't be easy to. And just think, four or five years from now, they might have to eat that contract the way he's going right now. That's the last three or four years might be a disaster. Yeah, Dave, I kind of wanted to pivot. We were talking earlier about Kyler Murray and this weird yeah. addendum in his contract. Uh, about their, them requiring him to have four hours of independent study and studying gameful on his own a week. Um, if if he's able to do that and kind of check in and lock in, do you th- do you think this benefits the Cardinals? Do you think they have any shot in the uh, NFC West this year, or is it the Rams' division to lose? Well, that was a strange one. Reading about that, why they would put that in somebody's hand four hours a week? I mean, you you look at the great ones like Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. They go four hours at night. They bring tape home with them and watch it to watch it in their houses. Uh, no, I, I do think it's the Rams' division this year, and I think the Cardinals have a Cliff Kingsbury problem. I would have fired him after last year because they, you know, this has been a pattern with him in college at Texas Tech, and now his teams collapse in the second half of seasons, and they never finish strong. And I think the league's caught. I don't know what you guys think. I think the league's caught up to Kyler Murray a little bit. Uh, you know, he's a little guy. He's five foot nine or five foot ten, and uh, um, you know, and, and they kind of fence him in and force him to be a pocket quarterback. And uh, he has not played well in the second half of the season, especially last year. And that that playoff loss to the Rams was a disaster. I just don't know if I would have given him that two thirty five if I were the Cardinals. I think the league figured him out a little bit. I agree with you, Dave. I agree. I agree. I think most front offices would agree too. Yeah, yeah. Amar Mani would. Kingsbury would have been gone. Kingsbury would have been gone after last year if I if I owned the Cardinals. Brandon, I know that you were yeah. um, a little hesitant about the Rams love fest going on. What do you think about the? Oh the yeah, NFC the West? division NFC West. I disagree, Dave. I think it's two two team division. If Trey Lance is any good, because the Niners have. Oh the, yeah. You know because. Well, I'm a Niners fan. I'm with oh, you. Thank you. Thank you. Then why <laughs> yes. are we? Well, why with the Rams? I mean, <laughs> but he's a realistic Niners fan. You're like a pilot. Well, I'm not realistic. One interception, we win the Super. Bowl of Stafford uh, yeah. if Tart catches yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on. And Stafford's but holding he that. I'm, he did it. That is true. Lance? I, I'm hopeful, but who knows about Lance? Who He's knows? I mean, did you hear that report? Yeah. Did you hear that report that uh, executives in the in the NFC are like, they think it's an early Christmas present if they trade Garoppolo and start Lance? <laughs> I, heard, I heard Lance is an I'm a Jimmy G problem. fan. I'm I might be in the minority, but I'm a big Jimmy G fan. That guy is a winner when you look at his record. He is a winner. He's a winner. I like Jimmy G. I don't know why he and, gets all the hate. And, with, he's, with and, fans. and, he's, like and he's very attractive. Women love him. I mean, it's important. He's a team guy. You know, it's like, how could you not like the man? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right? Let me so, give you a team. Um, uh, I, I, I love the Saints this year. I think the Saints can be a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Fan. I think everybody's sleeping. On, they went 9-8 and eight last year without... Jameis and without Michael Thomas and the, with all the injuries, now they have Michael Thomas back. They drafted Chris Olave. Uh, Kamara will probably get a six-game suspension, but they'll have him back. Uh, Jameis was great last year. I think like 15 uh, touchdowns yeah. and three interceptions when he got hurt in that uh, 
in that Tampa Bay game, and they have the best defense of the NFL. You, you, that nine and eight last year, what does that translate to when you add Michael Thomas and Chris Olave and and Jameis? I think there are especially 13, in such a year. you know weak conference. There's really what yeah. the Niners, Rams, Buccaneers, and then Saints, Packers. Those are the only teams that can contend, right? In the NFC, I'm and I'm not sold on, on the Packers. I'm not entirely no. out on the Cowboys yet either. Cowboys, uh, Eagles, and Cowboys. I don't yeah, know. I saw some Vegas numbers the other day. Uh, plus three thirty to win their division. Plus sixteen hundred to get to the Super Bowl. I uh, I kind of like those numbers with New Orleans right now. I don't think they beat the Niners, Rams, or Bucks, but I do think they make the playoffs for sure. I agree. Well, with how you, about Dave. winning the division? They beaten the Bucks what six in a row in the regular season? I think it's or possible. Row, whatever it is, and it's yeah. also important to note that Kamara's like stats were a hundred percent better when Jameis played versus when they had. You know, Ian Book and Semyon and all those guys who can't play the quarterback oh position. I mean, Kamara was just... And they still went 9-8. and eight. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Dave, just... And how many games is, is Kamara going to get suspension-wise? At least six, right? What do you think? I believe so. He's going to get six? So. I would think so. Yeah, it's possible. But, I mean, they, they have such a good team now. It's like... You know, See, there's the an example players. right there. When there's an example right there. When you've got bodyguards and, and that jackass fan, he was bothering Kamara and his people all night, and he put his hands on him and tried to force his way into an elevator, and then they knocked him to the ground. Why run over there and punch him and kick? You let your security handle that stuff. Let them beat the hell out of him. That's what you're paying them for. Don't get involved. <laughs> yeah, and what do you think about Deshaun Watson? Do you think he plays at all this year? That could be a suitor for Jimmy G, right? Wow. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I would guess maybe eight games with him. Uh, really? I, I think. Do you think that since I don't uh, think he plays at all? Him, I don't think. Hey, because, you might be right about that. But since all criminal charges were dropped and they said they didn't have a case, yes, the Houston DA's office. I'm thinking maybe eight for him. And who knows what the truth is in that situation as well. Dave, we're in the final minute here, and in terms of the AFC North, this this might come as a surprise to you, but I'm a Chicago Bears fan. I was big on Mitch Trubisky. We just talked about the Browns and Deshaun Watson. <laughs> Me too. Okay, so that's that's what I was going to ask you. What are your I thoughts like Trubisky. on Trubisky and the Steelers? So what are you thinking in terms of record-wise with, with Mitch at the helm? Uh, hmm. I would say they're a double-digit win team. I, I think with Mitch at the helm of the Pittsburgh Steelers, and maybe better than that. Yeah, I'm with. I like he's athletic. He can make plays with his arms and his legs. And I think he was in a horrible situation with a bad organization and a terrible coach. Uh, I think now with Tomlin, to see Trubisky's a good NFL quarterback. I'm with you. I like him. I love the sound of that so much. Thank <laughs> you. You just made my day. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Dave, for uh, you know always being here as per usual, and you are the best. Um, I did want to. Um, I did actually want to ask. Also, the NFC least. Like you got like twenty seconds. What do you think about my a- NFC least uh, uh, conference and who's going to come out of that? <laughs> Eagles. Boy, that's a good question. Uh, I think you have to go Dallas there when you look at all, all every other team. Uh, you know, the Eagles quarterback situation. Uh, you know the uh, what with the Redskins slash. Uh, Oh, I, I forgot. What is their name again? The Washington uh, Commanders. The Commanders. Yeah, the Commanders. I already forgot. And yeah. the Giants. Uh, yeah, I think you got to go Cowboys. Yeah. There. Well, uh, and 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't like that news, but, you know, it is what it is. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Again, Dave, as per usual, you're the best. Let's do this again tomorrow, guys. Until then, this is the Arash Markazi Show saying stay safe and stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.